What is up? Welcome in to the No Credentials with Sean Leary Studio, which is just our apartment, uh, our bedroom here in Shermie Oaks. Uh, I got my coffee, I got my phone, I've got my Apple Watch. No cats, just couldn't have the cats in the room today. They're they're a pain in the booty, but it's going to be a big one. Thank you so much for checking in. I've got some preseason thoughts. Going to talk Broncos to uh, uh, rookie quarterbacks. Cats trying to get in. That's the scratching sound. If you hear any scratchies, it's Jackie's trying to get in. I'm going to talk about the Lions-Steelers fight, a little more about the Lions, Everson Griffin and his Kirky Cousins comments. Also, going to the mailbag, I've got three questions from listeners. They emailed in, no credentials with Leary at gmail.com. They're coming for me. I know you Vikings fans are mad at me for saying they're going to go 2-15. and 15. Caught a lot of heat on social. That's just how it is um, when your favorite team sucks. So I've got three questions. We'll get to that. We'll also do the game-by-game picks, record predictions for the NFC and AFC South. The AFC South, that's going to be Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. And in the NFC South, it's going to be Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. We're going to break down game-by-game picks. I will go through each team, and I will pick if they are going to win or lose each game. All eight of those teams will come to a final record for those teams. Uh, and we'll see where they're at. I'm, I'm catching a lot of heat on this with some of the other conferences and some of the other divisions. The Vikings, I had at 2-15. and 15. People are not happy with that. Also going to talk about Yellowstone. Anna and I finally watched the pilot. We also watched the first three episodes of Nine Perfect Strangers. Going to talk a little bit about that. Going to give a little plug to the upcoming newsletter we got going on. And then Nailed It, Failed It. Getting out of here with Nailed It, Failed It. That's where I make picks and predictions. And then I find out the following week if I nailed it or if I failed it. I did awful this week, but we'll get to that later. First, some preseason thoughts. Uh, How about the Broncos just trying? You know, like they've got the quarterback competition. Uh, They're playing all their starters, and they're just dominating teams. They whoop up on the Vikings by 27, and then they whoop up on the Seahawks by 27. So in the process of trying to find their quarterback, they're playing everyone and trying really hard. A bunch of tryhards. The kids at school trying super hard. Locke looks good. Bridgewater looks good. Williams, the running back, looks good. Broncos look good. Is 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 this a not is this not a seven and ten team? Is this a team that's just gonna pop right away early? I don't know why it would be any different than any other year when Locke comes in and just struggles and Bridgewater comes in and is limited. I still think this is going to be a 7-10, and 8-9 football team, especially in that division. Tua looking good. Uh, I was high on this guy coming out of college. I think he's talented. I think he's got the head. I think he's got the playmaking ability. Good face. Uh, looks good in the Dolphins gear. Got that aqua. Got that teal. Tua, that's a cool branding. You put the lay on him. I like it. I, I like everything Tua. I'm glad he's looking good. I love what Flores and that organization have going on down there. Use that home field with the heat and the humidity. You know Brady doesn't like playing down there when he goes to Miami. A lot of teams don't like it. A lot of teams don't like it. They get up early on some people, play some nasty defense. It's going to be a tough team. I have them at 10-7, and seven, but Tua's looking really good. That gives me a lot of promise and what's the word I'm looking for it it just makes me feel better about the Dolphins and Tua and everything that he's playing well 
um, and looking ready to go as the number one guy with no Fitzpatrick waiting in the wins and no veteran in the backup role that can kind of just like, oh, we need to bring him in because he can throw it deep and he has a better grasp of the offense. That stuff's done. Tua time. Tua, 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 boy. Let's Tua. Let's get Tua it. Tua, Tua, Tua time. I'm trying to think of some other Tuies. Let's go Tua, Bing. Let's get behind the pontoon and hook up the tube. Uh, over in the AFC East, uh, little Zachy Wilson, little little Stacy's mom, uh, boy over there is just dominating, slinging it, flicking it. Everybody's talking about the quick release. Everybody's talking about the decision making. I'm still not sold. It's the preseason. Literally nobody's trying except the Broncos apparently. Uh, second stringers, he's, he's dicing second stringers. Um, they're designing good plays for him. Anybody can dominate in the preseason. You've got to continue it into the regular season. That's what Dak Prescott did. That's what Wilson's going to need to do. I'm still not sold on him. He is tiny. I'm one hit and I think he's done for the year. That's just, I look at him and I see a whittle itty bitty baby boy. Like with Breeze, he's tiny, but something about him felt like he was going to get right back up. With Wilson, every time I see a defender about to tee him up, I think it's over. I think his career's over. Uh, Trey Lance over in the NFC West with the 49ers. Eh, he's all over the place. We're kind of expecting this. Like Mahomes could have probably played his first year, but like it's going to be good for Lance to sit and just unleash the beast next year because... He's got all the all the physicality, and he's he seems like a beast. He seems smart, but it, it's just not he's not producing that well in these games. You know, he had the bomb the first week, and then another kind of struggling with the completion percentage. He's got the good biceps. He's got the good leg muscles. I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 thinking he's going to be good, but I'm not loving what I'm seeing right now. Speaking of not loving what I'm seeing, the Lions and Steelers played the other night. Steelers just dominating them. Roethlisberger slicing and dicing, but that wasn't even the main story. The main story was this fight in the stands. Uh, Lions woman, Lions fan, just giving this big guy with dreads the business, and she hit him, and he hit her back, and he hit her back bad. No, no bueno. And then the boyfriend and or husband and or male friend of the woman got involved. And then the big guy dropped him and smacked him out and sat him down. I'm not going to games. I'm not going to any professional sporting games anymore. I'm, I can't. These people are too turnt. They're too dumb. If you're going to get into a fist fight at a, a sporting event, you do not belong in public. You just don't. Stop hitting people. Stop being disgustingly drunk. You're 39. Take the old school poster down from your bedroom and stop hitting people in public. This is ridiculous. The Lions are a joke. The Steelers haven't won a playoff game in six years. Stop fighting and grow up. I do like the heart that the Lions have, though. I like Campbell. Nobody else is in on them. I I, I don't think they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to be good. I have them penciled in at 3-14. and 14, But this team is buying in. They have heart. They have the first overall pick as a quarterback. People are acting like he is a disaster. He's not. He's fine. He's going to be fine. This Lions team has heart. It has an identity. The, the guy they brought in from the Rams, the player personnel, the GM type guy, is getting it. Uh, I know the weapons are atrocious, but, I mean, run the ball, golf, not throwing picks. This could be a six-win team. This team could win six games. 
Um, speaking of not winning six games, the Vikings are getting Everson Griffin back. This is such a funny story. Two years ago or three years ago when they lost Griffin and he went to Dallas, he pretty much said Kirk Cousins is ass. Mike Zimmer did not want Kirk Cousins. All these things are just facts. Everson's now got to go apologize to Kirk, but it's just facts. Kirk Cousins sucks. Mike Zimmer does not want Kirk Cousins. Everson Griffin has nothing to apologize for aside from saying what the truth is. Kirk Cousins is ass. Nobody wants him there. It was a mistake. They were blinded by his statistics and did not realize he has no backbone. He has no heart. He has no leadership. He inspires no one. That's how bad it is. When you're a defensive lineman and as soon as he leaves, the first thing he wants to do is trash the QB. Not even the organization. It's just how bad Kirk is. He's lost them games. He's cost them games. And that's just how it is. Everson, you don't need to apologize, but maybe next time, don't come back to the Vikings after you do that. Like, <laughs> I don't think he ever thought there would be a chance he would come back to the Vikings, but here we are, Evie Griffey. You're back. You're back in Minnesota, so you better march right up to Kirky Cousy's Locky, jab him, jab him in the right arm. And make it work with the vaccine. Because that's the only thing that's going to save Kirky Cousins right now. Oh, if he somehow manages to get the shot. And then it's like, oh, wow, he does care about winning. Um, and more than church. So, that's just where it is. Uh, Alright, let's get into the mailbag. This is where I get three. I'm doing three this week. Three emails from listeners. Um, we've got one. We've got one for... Three different teams here in the NFL. Um, I'll just gotta preface this. I did put out that the Vikings are probably gonna go two and fifteen. I'm not saying they will. I just looked at the schedule and went game by game and I saw two wins, and those were maybes. And people are coming for me. Um, also got a question about the Steelers and Washington football team. I had the Steelers at eleven and six, and I had the Washington football team at eight and nine. So we will get into the mailbag with the first question. From Ryan in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin actually, you have the Vikings at two and fifteen. Are you high? <laughs> uh, no, no daddy cigarettes right now. Um, but I don't think you have to be uh, high to look at this schedule and go game by game. I am having the hardest time in the world, ladies and gentlemen, finding the wins. That's what I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is what the schedule is going to shake out to be in the sense of I'm not, I'm not saying this is what the record's going to be. I'm just looking at the games and choosing if they will win or lose, and then the outcome is the record. So I look at Vikings at Bengals to open the season. They will not win that game, in my opinion. Bengals, full stance, full stadium. Burrow back, Chase, Jamar Chase, you have the speed, home field, Zach Taylor coaching for his job, Zimmer goes back to town, those guys are going to want to whoop him, it's it's a, the first game of the season on the road is never easy, just look at, look at in the past, home teams usually win week one, and then that, after that, you're going to Arizona. At Arizona, a place that the Vikings never play well against a team with more talent. This is this is a loss. I don't who's you think they win that game? Then they got the Seahawks, who 
own the Vikings. They're not winning that game. Then you have the Browns. How do you think they're going to win that? These are all much better teams. All right, I'll give you the next one with the Lions in town. They win that. Then they're at Carolina. That's not, people keep pointing to that one as a win. That is not an easy win. They don't win down there. They have too much speed. Then they got the Cowboys at night on Halloween. Kirk Cousins in primetime, no thank you. Cowboys will beat them. Then it's Raven at Ravens at Chargers. Those aren't wins. Why do you think that those are wins? Then they got the Packers. Then they got the 49ers. Those aren't wins. Those are two of the best franchises in the history of sports that are at the top of their game right now. Then you got the Lions. Yes, maybe they get that one. Then it's Steelers. No, you're not winning that. Then it's at Bears night game. They never win that. Then it's Rams. They're not winning that. That's a much better team. Then it's at Packers. Then it's Bears. Where are the wins? I got people saying they're going to win six games. You think they're going into Chicago to win? You think they're going to beat Green Bay at home? You think they're going to beat the the Chargers in L.A.? Why? These are all better. This is a 7-9 and nine football team from last year that didn't get better. So why are we thinking that we're going to win at Carolina or at home against Dallas? We barely we lost to Dallas at home last year with backups. We should have lost to Carolina at home with with backups. So I'm I'm not high. I'm actually super tuned up on coffee, uh, and feel great about two and fifteen for the Vikings. So no, I'm not high, Ryan in Wisconsin. All right, mailbag. On to the next one. This comes from Ryan, another Ryan. All right. Uh, shout out to moms and dads with unique names and not naming everybody Ryan. Uh, Ryan in Virginia wants to know, you have the Steelers at 11 and 6. You're the only one really high on them. Why is that? I I'm the only, I guess maybe one of the, I am a pundit. I don't have credentials, but I guess I'm technically a pundit now. Uh, I'm just using my eyes. They still have Ben Roethlisberger. They still have Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. They've got Washington. They've got the new kid, Harris. Their defense is loaded. They win almost every home game. They're tough in division. They're tough outside of division. Um, I, I looked at the schedule. Game by game, I like them to win 11 games. I mean, if we remember, this is a 12-4 and football team that went 11-0 and last year. They're really good. They are really good. Roethlisberger, one last ride, one last dance. I would not be shocked if this team won the Super Bowl. You saw how crisp that offense looked against the Lions. If they can get that running game going at all, this is going to be a powerhouse team in the AFC. I have them slightly behind the Ravens just because I think the Ravens are a beast. But the Steelers are right there, 11-6. and six. I am very high on them. I would not be surprised if they won the Super Bowl or got the number one seed in the AFC. Whatever their win total is, I would take the over. I know it's tough division, and they're probably going to split with everybody in the division, but this is a tough team, and nobody goes into Pittsburgh and wins when they're healthy. That's just a fact. Uh, look at it last year. Almost every big, tough game they had, they won. This is a this is a great organization that wins. So 11 wins and 17 tries for me, isn't that crazy to think? You know, I've seen some of the big dogs have them, you know, with a losing record, and that's just not going to happen with Tomlin. This team comes ready to play. And, you know, if you just look at the early slate, 
you know, they're at the Bills, but then it's not that bad. It's, it's, you know, it's the Raiders come to town, which is just an awful place for the Raiders to play. Then the Bengals come to town. Later on, the Broncos and Seahawks come to town. They do have some tough road games, but they're, they have a lot of winnable games, you know. I think this is an 11-win football team, so uh, I'm high on them, and that's why. Uh, using my eyes and trusting what I've seen over the last 15 seasons. Mailbag. All right, we're staying in that part of the country. This is actually from Carlos in West Virginia. Thank you so much for emailing the show. No credentials with Sean Leary at gmail.com. Carlos wants to know, Washington football team has good D, good coaching, and is in a bad division. Why are you so low on them? I'm I'm not I wouldn't say I'm low on them. I'm low on their quarterback situation. You know, this is a team that went seven and nine with Alex Smith, and I think Alex Smith's a better football player than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is a gunslinger, but just go there's a reason he's been on thirty nine teams. He's just not that good. He has great moments and then he has some of the worst moments. You know, we kind of saw a lot of it last year, just kind of throwing it up and seeing what happens. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. There's a reason they went to Tua. Fitzpatrick is not a, you know, top 25 starter in this league, in my opinion. He he shouldn't be starting for an NFL team at this point. So I think he, you know, he can get you seven, eight wins. But I think Dallas, with Dak, is just in a better position to win that division and be a stronger team. Their def- the Washington football defense is good. But it's not Baltimore Ravens D good back in the day or Chicago Bears D where it can overcome the the interesting offense. I know Gibson's fine. McLaurin's fine. Samuel, they've got some pieces. But with Fitzpatrick, yeah, 240 yards and two touchdowns. But he's going to throw three picks. He's going to force it in there when he should have thrown it away. And it's going to cost you games. So this is an 8-9, and 7-10 football team in my opinion who's going to pretty much lose every road game they play because they were a one seed last year playing a one seed schedule. So they're going to have to play the Packers. They're going to have to play the Saints. They're going to have to play the Seahawks. And I don't see them winning those games. Um, and then the the AFC opponents that they have are going to be tough. Um, I just don't see this team being more than eight wins. It might win the division. I doubt it. I really think Dak and Dallas is going to figure it out. So I guess that's why I would say I'm so low on them is history will repeat itself with Fitzpatrick and they just aren't that good in my opinion. All right, that's it for mailbag. Uh, got a question about the Vikings, got a question about the Steelers, got a question about the Washington football team. Uh, hopefully I answered those for you. Again, feel free to reach out to the show. No credentials with Sean Leary at gmail.com or you can DM me on Insta or Facebook. It's no credentials with Sean Leary. All right, let's get into NFC, AFC South schedule predictor based on game-by-game picks throughout the season. Um, It's one of those situations where I just look at each team and I look at every game they have throughout the season and I decide if they will win that game or if they will lose that game and then we see what the record is at the end. So let's get started with the Colts. Their schedule's brutal. It's brutal. So uh, they open with the Seahawks at home. I like Seahawks. I like the Seahawks continuity a little bit better. They've been coming in fully ready, fully healthy, with no distractions. Kind of like you know the opposite of Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson. So give me the Seahawks to win. 
and go and the Colts would be 0 and 1. Uh, and then they play the Rams at home. I do not like this matchup for the Colts as well. It'll be too tough for them to keep up, I think. I know there's two good defenses there, so I think they lose that one. That's 0-2. Uh, then it's Colts at Titans. Um, this is this is a tough one. Uh, I don't think they win that game. I gotta go with I gotta go with my gut here. I'm leaning home teams this year. That's 0-3 start. Um, and then they go to the Dolphins, another bad matchup. This is an 0-4 start, ladies and gentlemen. These games are brutal. Um, and then they go to the Ravens, which you know how I feel about the Ravens. That's an 0-5 start for the Colts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, losing at home week one to the Seahawks. Losing at home week two to the Rams. Losing on the road week three at Titans. Losing on the road week four at Dolphins. Losing on the road week five at Ravens. So that's 0-5. I got them getting off the schneid against the Texans. That's going to be 1-5. and Then they go to the 49ers. That's a loss. That's 1-6. and Then we got some easy ones. Titans at home. That's a win. 2-6. and Jets at home. That's a win. 3-6. and Jaguars at home. That's a win. 4-6. and Then you got the Bills on the road. That's a loss. 4-7. and Bucks come to town early. I like them to win that since it's at home. So that's five and seven. Then it's at Texans. That's a win. Six and seven. Then the Patriots at home. That's a win. Seven and seven. Then it's at Cardinals. That's a tough one. That's seven and eight. Then Raiders at home. That's a win. Uh, Eight and eight. And then it's at Jaguars. That's a win. Nine and eight. This is just middle of the road football team after that brutal gauntlet of road games in the beginning. Like they have two of the toughest home games right off the bat because, you know, you got Russell coming to town ready to rip he's always great early on and then you got Stafford and the Rams which is just a rough matchup for the Colts after that and then it's brutal road games so I've got them at nine and eight you know with a brutal brutal schedule this is a nine and eight football team Colts nine and eight all right let's get going with the Titans just looking at each game game by game and we'll see what their schedule is going to look like Uh, I mean if it's anything at all like what the Colts had to deal with. I am not looking forward to the Titans. Okay, so they open week one with the Cardinals at home. That's a West Coast team going to the East Coast. Give me the Titans to win that one, one and one. Then they go to the Seahawks. That's a brutal matchup. That's a loss, one and one. I'm sorry, they started one and zero, and now they're one and one after a loss to the Seahawks. Then they got the Colts at home. I think they win that game since it's at home. Two and one. Then they're at the Jets. I like them to win that one. Three and one. Then they're at the Jaguars. I like to, them to win that one. That's four and one. Then they got the Bills at home. I like them to win that one since it's at home. Five and one. We saw it happen last year. Then it's Chiefs at home. I don't like them to win that. That's five and two. Then it's at Colts. That's a loss. Five and three. Then it's at Rams. That's a loss. Five and four. Saints at home. That's a win. Six and four. Texans at home. That's a win. Seven and four. At Patriots. It's a tough road game. That's seven and five after a loss. Jaguars at home. That's a win. Eight and five. At Steelers, that's a loss. Eight and six. 49ers at home. That's going to be really, really tough. I would say that's a loss. Eight and seven. Then it's uh, Dolphins at home. That's a win. Nine and seven. Then it's at Texans. That's a win. So they get the Schneid over the over the Colts. They they go ten and seven. Ten and seven with a one game edge over the Colts. That's the Titans. Ten and seven. All right. Let's get into the Jags here. Um, we know where this is kind of going to land, so let's see if they can get to five wins. 
Um, but it's going to be tough. So they open up week one against the Texans. I I just I have a hard time believing the Texans can win that with their situation. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Uh, then the Broncos come to town. The Broncos are really good in September. I'm going to pick the Broncos there. Cardinals come to town. The Cardinals have a lot more talent. That's a win for the Cardinals. So I'm going to go right now. They're one and two. Then they go to the Bengals. That's going to be tough. One and three. Titans at home, I don't see them winning that in the division. The Titans have too much talent. One and four. Dolphins at home, I don't see them winning that. One and five at Seattle, that's brutal. One and six. Bills at home, that's brutal. One and seven. J- Colts at home, that's brutal. One and eight. 49ers at home, that's brutal. One and nine. Falcons at home, they could win that. Two and nine at Rams, that's a loss. Two and ten. Titans, that's a loss. Two and eleven. Texans at home, that's a win. Three and eleven. Um, at Jets, that's a loss. Three and twelve, Patriot at Patriots, that's a loss. Three and thirteen, Colts, that's a loss. Three and fourteen, so it's a big time rebuild here. Uh, this is about what I thought. They might be able to get to five, but there's just some brutal game. They might beat Denver at home early in the year, but again, kind of a brutal schedule here. A lot of tough schedules in the NFL this year. There's a lot of solid, solid teams. You know. A lot of teams that can make a run. All right, let's look at the Texans' schedule because um, I just don't know where the wins come from. I, I I would think they could maybe pull it off week one against the Jags, but I just don't know. I'm going to say it's a loss. Then they got the Browns week two. That's a loss. 0-2. Panthers at home, they might be able to get that one, especially since it's a night game. I'll give them that one as one win early on. Tyrod can somehow get that done. So they're oh and they're one and two. Then they got the Bills one and three. Patriots one and four. Colts one and five. Cardinals one and six. Rams one and seven. Dolphins one and eight. Titans one and nine. Jets come to town. That's a win. Two and nine. Colts two and ten. Seahawks two and eleven. Jaguars two and thirteen. It's on the road. Uh Chargers 2 and 14, 49ers 2 and 15. I'm sorry, I had it wrong. 2 and 14, now 2 and 15. Yeah, this is a 2 and 15 team uh, right there along with the Vikings. I just don't see the wins. I mean, they might win at home against the Jets, maybe a division win at home, but, you know, the Jags won one game last year. The Jets won two games last year. There are a lot of bad teams. There are going to be about four teams that are 12 wins and up, and there are going to be about four teams with 12 losses and up. So that's really where I'm at with the AFC South. Let's recap. The Colts, 9-8. and eight. The Titans, 10-7. and seven. The Jags, 3-14. and 14. The Texans, 2-15. and 15. You can kind of flip-flop the Jags and Texans there. They might win four games, three games, two games. Anywhere in that window with them is where we're landing on the AFC South. By this looking at it, and by these records, the Titans would have the one-game edge over the Colts. But I could see this as the 500 division. This could be the new NFC East, where pretty much every team is is you know right there with a middling to poor record. All right, that was the AFC South. I got my coffee. Mm. Oh, all right. Let's get it. Let's get it kicked off. With last year's division winner, the Saints, who completely botched the playoff game against the Bucks and just allowed Brady to get back to the NFC Championship game and get back, but 
get to the NFC Championship game. All right, let's get it. Qu- Why do I want to say quicked off? Let's get it kicked off with Saints-Packers to start the season. Ooh, what a fun one, but the Packers are going to win that. The Saints will not be nearly as good without Drew Brees. Uh, and then it's Saints at Panthers. I don't like that for the Saints at all. Um, that's like the Panthers Super Bowl every year. Give me the Panthers. 0-2 start for the Saints. Then it's at Patriots. Uh, a dome team going up to Belichick. No, thank you. Give me the Patriots. 0-3 to start the year. Excuse me. And then they got Saquon and the Giants coming to town. I like the Saints to win that. The Giants are not good. Daniel Jones is not good. This will be his last season in New York. Then they're at Washington. I do not like that matchup at all. They're one and four to start the season. Then they go to Seattle. I do not like that. That's one and five. Bucks come to town. Don't like that. That's one and six. Falcons come to town. I do like that. They should win that. That's two and six. Uh, Saints at Titans. I don't like that for them at all. I like the Titans there. That's two and seven. Then it's at Eagles. I don't like that at all, but they've got to get that done, right? The Eagles are in a rebuild. So let's say, so they're two and six after the Falcons and they're two and seven after the Titans. They got to get that win against the Eagles. That's three and seven. Then it's the Bills in town. That's three and eight. And then it's the Cowboys. I don't like that. It's three and nine. Then they got the Jets. That's four and nine. Then they got the Bucks. That's four and ten. Then they got the Dolphins. That's four and eleven. Panthers at home. Five and eleven. At Falcons. Maybe they could get. This is a five and eleven. This is a six and eleven. Seven and ten type team. I'm gonna go six and eleven. You know that last game of the season could be any up those last couple with the, the Panthers and the Falcons could lose either either of those or they could win them. I don't see them beating the Dolphins. I don't see them beating the Bucks at all this year with Jameis. Cowboys, you know where I'm at on the Cowboys. I think their just talent level is higher than so many other teams, including the Saints. All right, let's look at Tampa's schedule. The Super Bowl champs. Um, I think we can pencil them in for probably 12 or 13, especially now that they seem more dialed in than they ever were last year. Um, so we're just go, like I've been saying, we're just going to go game by game and pick these, pick these games. Uh, week one, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Dallas comes to town, but I like their chances. So give me the bucks one and O to start the season. And then the Falcons come to town. That's two and O to start the season. Then it gets, gets tough on the road. At Rams, I think that's a I think that's a loss. That's going to be brutal. That D line is going to eat Brady alive. That's two and one to start the year. I know the Patriots have the big homecoming game after that, but I I just think the Bucks will beat them because their offense is too good. So that's going to be three and one. And then the Dolphins come to town. That's four and one. Then they're at the Eagles. That's in a rebuild. That's five and one. Bears come to town. Brutal matchup for the Bears. Six and one at Saints. I like them to win that one. Seven and one. Uh, early game up in Washington. Brady will get eaten alive. They're due to, to to drop the ball. So that's seven and two. Giants come to town. That's a win. Eight and two at Colts. That'll be tough. That D will want to eat them alive. Early morning game. Give me eight and three there. They'll lose that. Then it's Falcons. That's a win. Bills at home. That's a win. So we're at ten and three. Um, Saints at home, that's a win. 11-3. Panthers, they own. 12-3. Uh, Jets, they own. This is a 14-3 team, ladies and gentlemen. I only I only see 
three losses on here. I mean, they get to play the Jets, the Panthers, the Saints. You know, aside from the Bills, I mean, the Bills at home is a tough one, but I think they win that. I think they win that at home. At Colts is a tough game. At Washington's a tough game. But other than that, you know, at Rams is a tough game, but most of their tough ones are at home. This should be a team that gets the one seed. You got Brady, you got the defense, you got Arians, you got the beasts on the outside. Sign me up for 14-3 and three for the Bucks. Right there with the Chiefs is the best record in the NFL. I really like that schedule for the Bucs. They are going to they're gonna make some moves. I like it. All right, let's get into the Panthers. Uh, this is one of those team, one of those teams where God could go, you know, twelve and five, and I wouldn't be surprised. Could go five and twelve, and I wouldn't be surprised. So, oh, this is just poetic. The Jets come to town week one. Darnold faces his old team week one. I love it. Sign it up. Panthers get off the Schneid with a win week one. Then week two, the Saints come to town. I like them to win that. They're two and zero. Oh. And then they go to the Texans, which I think is going to be the Texans' only chances to win a game this year. Give me the Texans, 2-1. and one. Then the Panthers at Cowboys, that's a loss, 2-2. Two and two. Then they got the Eagles in town, that's a win, 3-2. and two. Vikings in town, that's a win, 4-2. and two. At Giants, that's a loss up in the cold, 4-3. and three. At Falcons, divisional game, that's tough, 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Patriots, that's a loss. That's The matchup's just brutal, 4-5. and five. Uh, at Cardinals, that's a loss on the road. Four and six. Uh, Washington, the Ron Rivera homecoming, uh, that'll be tough on the road. Four and or that's at home, but it'll be tough. Four and seven. Then they're at Dolphins. It's brutal. Four and eight. Uh, then they got the Falcons in town. That's that's a win. Five and eight. Then they're at Bills. Five and nine. Then they got the Bucks. Five and ten. Then they got the Saints on the road. Five and eleven. And then they got the Bucks again. Five and twelve. Yeah, I just the the. There's not a lot of easy ones here for the Panthers. Um, yeah, Dylan Panthers are going to finish 5-12. and 12. I just went through it game by game, and it's just a lot of tough ones. You know, even if even if they could, you know, take care of at the Giants or at the Falcons, they're still, that's only seven wins. It's just tough. It's a really tough road for Carolina. So I got them at 5-12. and 12. All right, let's look at Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons, huh? I can never quite figure these guys out. They trade Julio. They put up crazy offensive numbers, but they're just terrible. So maybe the new coach will actually do something for him. All right, so they got the Eagles coming to town week one. That's a win. I like them to get off to a one and one start. Then they got the Buccaneers. That's a loss. One and one. Then they're at the Giants. I don't see them winning that. That's one and two. Then Washington comes to town. That's a loss. Washington should beat them. That's one and three. Jets come to town. That's a win. Two and three. They're at Dolphins. That's a loss. Two and four. Panthers at home. That's a win. Three and four. At Saints. That's a loss. Three and five. Uh, Cowboys on the road. That's a loss. Three and six. Uh, Patriots. That's a loss. Three and seven. Jaguars. They should win that. That's four and seven. Bucks. That's a loss. Four and eight. Panthers, that's a loss on the road, 4-9. 49ers, that's a loss on the road, 4-10. Lions come to town, that's a win. 5-10 at Bills, that's a loss. 5-11, Saints come to town, that's a win. 6-11 for the Falcons. I mean, there's just not that many good teams. There's just not that many good teams. It's hard to pick for these teams because they're just not very good. You know? I'm just looking at it objectively as much as I can. 
Well, it, technically, it's subjectively because it's my call. It's my decisions on who's going to win. But the Saints and the Falcons are both not very good. The Panthers are not very good, and the Bucks are really good. Saints six and eleven, Falcons six and eleven, Panthers five and twelve, Bucks fourteen and three. Wow, what a Tuesday morning! I'm recording on a Tuesday here, eight twenty four, August twenty fourth. Just did NFC and AFC South. Listen up, Titans take the AFC South ten and seven. Colts finish second at nine and eight. Jags three and fourteen, and then the Texans two and fifteen. NFC South, Bucks fourteen and three. Panthers five and twelve, Falcons six and eleven, Saints six and eleven. Woof, woof. Yeah, I just think that South, they could just all beat up on each other and just be right there and lose to every other team they play. Like it's the NFC bottom feeders to me are just so weak. Like Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, New York Giants. Um. Washington's not that good. Dallas, if 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 Dak balls, they're good, but otherwise they're not that good. Um, the Eagles are terrible. There's just a lot of bad going on. Um, so I just don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, it goes without saying, but I would love if some of these teams are a little bit more competitive. All right, that's it. I've done all of the. Divisions, I've done NFC, AFC South, NFC, AFC North, NFC, AFC West, NFC, AFC East. It's all squared away. It is all done. Next week, I'm going to give my playoff picks and Super Bowl predictions before we get the season kicked off. September 9th, Bucks, Cowboys. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Football season is back. Boom. All right. Before we get to Nailed It, Failed It, and get out of here, I do want to mention that we're going to get a newsletter going, uh, the No Credentials newsletter. Um, I'm going to get it out every Monday morning after football on Sunday so we can recap everything and get you prepped for the Tuesday show. So if you do want to subscribe to that, we will get you in on that. So just let us know. No Credentials with Sean Leary at gmail.com. It'll be going out every Tuesday morning. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Yellowstone. Anna and I watched the pilot. So this is one of those shows where everyone's like, dude, Yellowstone. Oh my God. You got to watch Yellowstone. It's so, it's like Ozarks with horses. And we watched the pilot and I, there's a lot to be desired, left to be desired there. I give it a solid seven. Um, I was, I wasn't pulled in. Costner's great. The setting is great. The landscape is great. I just thought the story was super far-fetched in the sense of the cowboys and Indians going after each other's cattle and the dude just straight up, and this is a spoiler alert, if you have not seen the first episode, do not continue listening or fast forward, but I'm giving you five seconds to either not listen to this and the episode or fast forward. The very first episode... The Dutton son gets straight up murdered by one of the Indians in front of it in front of everyone, and then he in turn gets killed. It makes no sense. Um, I understand they're fighting for the cattle, but for the audience to believe that the Indian would just go up and murder 
the guy in front of helicopters, in front of everyone, his family. It was so stupid. You could have gotten me hooked on the conflict between the Cowboys and Indians a lot more believably than that. I know you had to do it. It was great pageantry. And I'm not mad at that happening. I just did not like the way that it was done. We're over on Hulu as well, checking out this show, Nine Perfect Strangers, with Melissa McCarth, little Nicole Kidman's action. It's typical Nicole Kidman doing a weird accent and weird stuff happening, and it's really intriguing. It's really unique. It's it's nine people, uh, most of them couples. Most of them have trauma or some sort of psychological issue, and they go to this retreat that's i think it's like a malibu vibe and they get up there and some weird stuff starts happening nobody really knows what's going on highly recommended melissa mccarthy bobby cannavale 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 bobby 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 you know the dude that's in everything now he's great in it mccarthy's great in it kidman's great side characters are great uh, there's three episodes out now on hulu i recommend checking it out it's a lot of fun and it's a quick binge uh, I don't have anything else in terms of the entertainment pop culture space. Uh, Mike Richards steps down from Jeopardy. It's necessary, especially some of the stuff he was saying about women's bodies. Uh, when he worked at The Price of Right, let's make a deal, deal or no deal. Whatever he was rocking, he was being weird and misogynistic and gross. You do not want that as the guy to fill in for Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek is one of the greatest, if not the greatest man who's ever walked this earth. So whoever follows in his footsteps better be a damn respectful individual. And Mike Richards, from the way it sounds, was not. You don't you don't get to be a showrunner and then also be the guy that is the face. Because nobody's going to want you to be that way. A showrunner is the bad guy. The lead producer on the set has to make sure people are here, there, following this, following that. you got to be a dick. And you can't also be Alex Trebek when you're that. So Richards is out. I don't like Ken Jennings to do it. You got to get somebody in there with experience. Um, And Ken Jennings is just a contestant. And don't do another straight white male. Actually get somebody in there dynamic. LeVar wants it. Give it to LeVar. All right. Uh, Let's get out of here with Neil that failed it. That's where I make picks and predictions about uh, sports. And then we see if it comes true. So... I had a really failed it week. Um, I said Jordan Love and Justin Fields were both going to throw two touchdowns. That did not happen. Um, Jordan Love did not play. (laughs) He's hurt. Of course, all my favorite players always get hurt. Justin Fields did not throw two touchdowns. He did stand up for Andy Dalton, though. I mean, it's clear Fields is a beast. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be making plays all year. I He's my favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Just based on playing time, that offensive line is going to break down, and he's going to be running for his life. And Chicago has been waiting 75 years for this fun, sexy, dope-ass quarterback. So let's rip it. Grip it and rip it, Fields. I'm excited for you. But I failed it this week with those two. And I also said Aaron Judge would not hit a home run. Uh, He did. He's a bomber. He's a stud. I love him. I love the Yanks. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Dodgers. Let's go big markets. I love big cities and big markets. Mm. Good coffee to close out. Hitting the gym. Hitting the gym after this episode. So this week, um, I'm going to go two negatives and one positive. I'm going to say that there's a major quarterback injury 
from now, the 24th until the 1st, until September 1st of next week. I think there's going to be a major quarterback injury. Somebody's going to go down. Somebody's going to make a trade for Foles. Somebody's going to make a trade for for Bortles. If he's, I don't even think he's still on a roster, so someone could just pick him up. I don't know. I really, I really don't know what's going to happen. But I, I just have this in the back of my head that somebody's going down. A Kyler Murray, um, um, uh, a, a not a Cam Newton, but somebody with some actual. You know, it would really hurt if they went down. I'm not going to say Stafford because the Rams injury bug is insane right now, but a Herbert. Like, the Chargers are due for some awful news. You know what I mean? Like, we've gone way too long without there being some awful news about the Chargers. Somebody getting stabbed in the butt by a trainer or falling down a flight of stairs and breaking their wrist. It's just always something stupid with the Chargers. Um, So I wouldn't put it past them to have a massive quarterback injury. If Herbert got hurt, Murray is the one that I keep. I don't think he's playing any, any time in the preseason, but I don't, something is not sitting right there. So I think there's going to be a major quarterback injury now between the 24th and the first. Uh, My other negative, I think Zach Wilson's going to regress. I'm going to say he throws two picks in his final preseason game. If he does get the full run and gets like three or four series, I think they're going to really open it up and he's going to, and it's going to be too much. And I, I don't trust him. I'll be excited to be proven wrong because I do like Robert Sala, but I'm going to say that uh, Zach Wilson throws two picks. All right. My other one, I think there's going to be a cycle in baseball over the next week. Like we're getting into that time. Like pitching has gone down so much. The Dodgers can't, or I'm sorry, the Padres can't get anybody out. Uh, they fire their pitching coach. Pitching, you know, they get rid of the goop, they get rid of the gunk, and nobody can throw strikes. Uh, so when they do throw a strike, it's like, oh, it's right down the middle and it's 85 miles an hour. So sign me up for a cycle in baseball. I think somebody's going to jack a singy, a dubby, a trippy, and a homie. Uh, so give me a cycle in baseball, a major quarterback injury, and Zach Wilson's going to throw two picks. Those are my nailed it. Failed it for this week. We'll see next week if I nailed it or if I failed it. All right. Excellent show. Thank you so much for joining me. We talked Broncos and how they're trying really hard in the preseason. Tua's looking good. Wilson and Lance are still developing. Wilson has the nod right now. The Lions and Steelers fight was disgusting, but I love the Lions in their heart with Campbell, kneecaps, Everson Griffin. Going to talk to Kirk. We'll see how that goes. We talked Vikings. We talked Steelers. We talked Washington football team. Rewind it if you need to get caught up on what the mailbag was about. We broke down the records game-by-game picks between the NFC and the AFC South. Colts 9-8, and eight, Titans 10-7, and seven, Jags in the rebuild 3-14, and 14, Texans dumped her fire at 2-15. and 15. In the NFC, we got the Bucks destroying everybody 14 and 3, Panthers 5 and 12, Saints 6 and 11, Falcons 6 and 11. Some sweat seller dwellers there with the Bucks taking it. Talked a little Yellowstone, talked nine perfect strangers, check it out on Hulu. We'll see who is the new permanent host of Jeopardy. Hopefully they figure that out. Hopefully they get it right. Let me know if you want in on the newsletter. Thank you so much for checking us out. You can follow us at No Credentials with Sean Leary. You can email us, no credentials with Sean Leary at gmail.com. Come see a stand up show. Come to the golf tournament in Brookings, South Dakota on September 25th. Uh, check the social. I'll be posting all these records. Thank you so much for supporting us. See ya.